what he's been directing his people. And so uh, those that are connected to Fellowship of Champions, those who are friends of the ministry, those who are covenant partners of the ministry, those who, who, who trust the words that come out of my mouth and out the pastor Sean's mouth and all of the ministers and leaders who we put before you here at this ministry. If you, if you, if you are a part of that, then I wanna share with you this morning what I believe the Lord is saying to us as a ministry and some things to get us prepared so that we're not caught off guard, amen? Last year, you know, we shared the, the guiding word and put it on the website and it was on all of our introductions. And how many, how many anybody in here know that, that word kept them? It kept me, it kept me. There were, there, were, there were a couple of things that had happened in my life this year that I had to go back to and remember. God said, do not panic, do not fear, and do not get out of love. And I, and I rehearsed those things over and over and over. And, I, and when I had great victories in my life, I, I remembered that God said, hey, don't get prideful. This isn't you. I've already commanded these things to happen. They happen because of me, not because of you. But when we partner together, there are great things that we can do. And so this morning I wanna share with you, uh, and I think this is the way I'm gonna go. I told Pastor Ralph I just wasn't sure uh, when I woke up this morning, the Lord had some things he wanted me to say and I wasn't sure how we were gonna go. But I'm gonna start with the three R's. I'm gonna start with the three R's. If I don't get to the message of it, I'll come back later and teach it. But I wanna talk about three things. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. I wanna talk about three R's. The first R is the word reformation. I want to talk about reformation. The next thing I want to talk about is reckoning. Reformation, reckoning, and the third R is repayment. And you're going to hear me talk about those things probably a lot within the first six months of 2023. Because let me explain something to you. This is not gloom or doom, but I'm, as, your, as your pastor, I owe it to you to explain this to you in case you don't know. There is a financial reckoning coming in the first six months of this next year. Uh, you know, we, we, are, we are out of this season of COVID restriction. Uh, I think Chris was even telling me last night that it was the first time since 2020 that they had zero restrictions in Times Square. No restrictions. You, it was like it was in 2018, 2019. And during the pandemic, there were lots of things that happened. If you were paying attention, we were on our way into a recession before the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit, there was just no way the US government could allow all of its citizens to just fall. So they did a lot of things to prop up the economy. Some of those things helped some people and some of those things didn't help others. What do I mean? I mean, there were people who because of COVID, were not, were, were not able to be evicted from their homes. They still owed the rent. But a lot of people figured out, since you can't evict me, then I ain't going to pay. Now, that may have been good for them, but it wasn't good for the property owners. So the property owners have been going through this since 2020. And now the restrictions have been relifted. They not only intend to be repaid, they are looking for a profit. Well, Pastor, what that got to do with me? Well, if you are a renter, a lot. Because if you used to rent for $1,000 a month, I can't get the money I lost from the people who didn't pay. Oh, but I can get it from everybody else coming after you. So now I'm going to raise your rent to $1,700. And not only am I going to raise it to $1,700 to ensure that you're going to pay me, you got to make three times that monthly rent before I even rent to you. But I got a good job. I make good money. But you don't make that much anymore. And so there's going to be an economic reckoning. There were people who went out and bought cars on seven-year loans, interest-free for the first two or three. Why? Because the car dealerships needed to get you to get a car. Don't nobody buy a car when ain't nobody going nowhere. 
My wife is a prime example. Our kids, one of our sons was getting ready to go to school and, 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 and she was getting ready to buy a car and the Lord said, do not buy a car right before the recession. She said, do not buy a car. And she didn't buy, so it was over a year or so that you didn't even buy a car, right? But there were people like, oh wait, I can get me a G-Wagon. And it's cool to get a G-Wagon until you gotta buy a tire. <laughs> it's cool to have a G-Wagon until you gotta buy a tire. Because we ain't gonna talk about buying a set of tires for the G-Wagon. And so what happens is, is you've got these people now who have bought these expensive things because the government was giving them the money to do it. The government was giving them the money to live. But they found loopholes in the living to do things that was according to this world system of prospering rather than God. Stay with me. So now as we go through 2023, you are going to start seeing lots of people lose their homes, lose their cars, lose, they're not gonna be able to, 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 to have places to live. All kinds of things are gonna happen. And God says, I'm gonna go back to what he said in 2022. He says, don't fear. He says, don't panic. And he says, don't get out of love. But I need to let you know that these three R's I'm about to talk to you about are going to be so important for you to hang on to for the next six months. So let's start. Let's talk about this word reformation. What is reformation? What does reformation mean? Reformation is simply the action or the process of reforming an institution or a practice for the better. God says he needs this ministry to become a reforming influence within the body of Christ. Now, now, what do I mean by that? Listen, I have almost always been very content with just pastoring the people who are here. I've never had this desire to, to, to travel the world and to minister the word over all of these other continents. I was just going to pastor the people who were here. But the Lord said that there is something here at Fellowship of Champions as a teaching ministry that we are now required to share in a greater measure. I didn't say Pastor Edwin and Pastor Sean was required. I said that we are going to be required to share at a greater measure. What do I mean by that? If you think about it, each and every one of us at some point in 2022 or prior to have desired for revival. We've been asking and praying, God, bring revival. And God says, revival is in you. You don't have to wait on me to call for a revival. The revival, which means rebirth, is in you. He says, and I'm calling you as partners of Fellowship of Champions to begin to help those who you are in close proximity with to rebirth how they think. Time is out for just going to church and shouting and going home and feeling good and not having any idea how to navigate your life. It's time for a reformation. And, and, and the truth of the matter is we've seen some transformative effects happen in many places, and we still believe there's more. At Fellowship of Champ, we've seen some things turn around for some folk in the last couple of years. I, I, sometimes when I talk to pastors, I, I almost, I almost feel a little bad because they talk about how bad things have been since the pandemic. It's been great <laughs> for us. It has been amazing. The number of people that we've been able to help. I was looking at it and I think in, in, in 20, I haven't done 2022, 2021, I think there was close to $250,000 in benevolence. Just in benevolence. Just in benevolence. And that ain't what you did when we don't know about. I'm talking about what came into the ministry and went out to help. Kept people in their homes. Kept people in their cars. Helped help people get away from domestic abuse. Paid for medications. Paid for rides. So, some of you were beneficiaries. God said, I need the church to be reformed 
from a social club to a place that I have called it to be, a place of healing, a place of deliverance. That's the reason that when, when, when it's so important, the work that Chandra is doing in this ministry, people need deliverance. See, everything is not a budgeting issue. Everything is not just about you don't budget well. Some folks, some of you, are possessed with things that cause you to make stupid decisions over and over and over, and you just need to be delivered. But if a church refuses to talk about deliverance, because it's gonna scare somebody, then what happens is you have masses of people gathered together, they're all in need of deliverance, and they're all clapping because none of them can see that they're not being delivered. So they come to church one way, and they leave the same way. And then when somebody realizes I need deliverance, the non-deliverance make fun of the one who needs to be delivered. To force them back into this box. But God said there's a time of reformation. Simply put, we are at war. We are at war. Just look at just look at our society as lawlessness increases. The keeping of the word of God first place in our lives is going to be so vital for all of us to keep our love tuned on. It's so easy. To, to get into cancel culture. It's so easy to get into just cutting folk off because I done talked to you seven times and you ain't changed. How many times does somebody have to talk to you? Well, I done told them. How many times did somebody tell you? God says, I need you to keep your love on because you may have to tell them seven times 77. He says, but as long as they keep showing up, don't shut them out. He says, I got to have my church to reform and to be what I have called it to be. The pathway forward is going to require a visionary force that's going to employ practical steps. Hear me when I say that. It needs to be visionary, but it's going to have to be some practical steps. You're going to see in this year, we're going to start doing some things. We've already started changing some things around in the ministry where we're going to try to become even more practical than what we have been. I say, oh my God, more practical. Yes, more practical. Why? Because here's what I know. If as a teacher, I teach the class, if 70% of the class fail, it ain't the class fault. If 70% of the class don't get the material, it's not the class's fault, it's the teacher's fault. Now, praise God, we ain't at 70%. <laughs> we, we got the, we GT. We, we gifted and talented over here. But even in GT, we want to make sure that we keep learning and growing. And there are some people who just haven't got it yet. And God says, I don't need you to cut them off. I need you to dig deeper into me because you might not be able to reach them, but I can. He says, you may not, you may have run out of all of the examples you have, but my examples are infinite. He says, I just need you to be ready for this reformation. So in 2023, we must remember that now is the time for a corporate turnaround. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, neighbor. it's time for a corporate turnaround. We, we, go, we, we, we turn around. We, we, we're about to become even more known for the things that we are known for. We're about to take massive action. What's the massive action? We're going to pursue God like we never pursued him before. We're about to chase after God like we Usain Bolt and he the finish line. We are going to run after God. We are going to pursue God with everything we got. And watch this, we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to laugh while we're doing it. We're going to have a great time. We're going to fellowship while we're doing it. But we're going to pursue God. God said there are three specific reasons that he needs us to embrace reformation. Here they are. Number one. He says, number one, to avert judgment. There is judgment coming. And you don't have to be afraid of judgment because judgment, because judgment is duality, right? Judgment can be good or it can be bad. 
If I do the right thing and you judge me on it, I get a reward. If I do the wrong thing and you judge me on it, I get the consequence. He says, but we need to make sure that we are embracing reformation so that we can avert the wrong kind of judgment. The second thing he said we need to do is we need to make sure that we embrace reformation so we can attract his presence. You understand that when we gather together, I, I, I haven't shared this publicly with anybody, but I guess I'll do it today. So we were at the fire conference, right? And without getting into a long, drawn-out story, that always means it's going to be long. <laughs> so what, years ago, I was diagnosed with this, with this tear in my right uh, cornea. And as a result, I always have seen a small blind spot uh, just right off center of my eye. So much so that sometimes if I want to see you, I'd have to kind of turn my head a little bit this way to see you. So I wasn't looking at y'all like I was crazy. I just couldn't see your face all the time. And Pastor Sean had been praying and praying. And we had service here one time, I believe it was. And, and, and I don't know who was, saying, who was preaching or teaching or whatever, but they was like, hey, if you can't see, lay your hands on your eyes and receive your sight. You're Pastor Sean, I'll give you credit, OK. <laughs> so she's preaching and, she's, and she says it and, and, and Ari does it and like Ari had glasses like they were kind of thicker glasses <laughs> and Ari took her glasses off and ain't needed glasses since so she became my faith picture so Pastor would always be seeing it Please lay your hands on your eyes. Believe. Oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Sometimes things get better. I go to my doctor year after year. How, how many years has that been? Three, four? four? Yeah, because I've been to the doctor several times since then. And uh, the, the, the last time I went, he talked about how things had gotten better, how, how that, that scar tissue was going away. I was praising God. I was thanking God for it. Living my life, still looking at people like, like it was crazy because I'm trying to see your face. And we were at the fire conference, and they were singing and doing some different things, and Pastor Sean said it again. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to receive my healing. Yeah. You ever just get to the point where you're like, all right, I done done this enough. Yeah. I, done, I, done, I done been around here enough. And so praise and worship was so good to fire spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So good. The word was too. The word was too. Everybody. <laughs> you have to be careful around here. Go folk at your home and be like, oh, so just the worship was good. <laughs> no, no, no. no, it was all good. <laughs> it was all good. It was all good. But it was doing praise and worship. I was just like, man, I, 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 I received that. And Pastor Sean had me praying for people. And I was praying for some different people, and I got a chance to pray for Keyshawn. And when I got through praying for her, I walked away. And the Lord said to me, to tell her, you have, this is the word. He said, you have a right to eat of the harvest from the seed you made possible for other people to eat. I was like, I was like, that's cool. So I'm walking off, and the Holy Spirit was like, uh, duh. I'm like, what? You have a right <laughs> to eat the harvest off from the seed that you've made possible for other people to eat. And I was like, Lord, everybody who's gotten their sight, that's happened because I answered the call to be a, 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 a pastor all them years ago when I didn't want to be no pastor. So when she said it, she said, lay hands on you. Somebody want to receive their sight. So I did it. Didn't think much about it. I'm at home, and usually, anybody who know me, I do two things. I listen to the TV loud, and I listen up close. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the bed, and it was like, have you ever taken a magnifying glass and put it over something, and it just gets really big? So I'm watching the TV, and the, the numbers just are huge. And I'm like, 
And, and I was watching a football game, so some of y'all understand. On the football game, there's always a football game or some game, and it's the little things across the bottom. It says the name of the team, the score, the quarter. Got a little foot. I didn't even know that. It has a little football <laughs> that tells you who has possession of the ball. <laughs> I'm, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. I could not see that unless I walked up on the television like this. Yes, with my contacts in. And, um, and so I said to Pastor Sean, I said, hey, does that say 24 to 24? She's like, yeah. I'm like, ooh. Because <laughs> maybe that's bigger. Maybe that's bigger. Maybe that's bigger. That's bigger. That's bigger. And so then I say, she goes to the bathroom. She comes back. She's doing something. Go to the office. She comes back. I said, hey. I said, does that say three minutes and 13 seconds left? And she walks back. She goes, yeah. And then she goes, you can see that? I was like, I can't. So now I'm crunk, right? So now I take the remote control and I go to God. Because, because I couldn't, because if I went to God, I had to get out of my bed and go watch the TV to see, find Judge Judy. I couldn't just know where she was. So, I, <laughs> so, so I'm turning the channels and I'm reading each of the things. I'm reading them. And the devil was like, it's just a new context you put in. That's all it was. Because what he wants to do is he wants you to not believe what you've received. So I got up out of bed. I went to my door. My TV's over there. I went to my door. I'm looking at the TV. And I looked at the very bottom of it. And I said, ooh, that's a K-N-W-A. <laughs> I could see that little bitty K-N-W-A in the corner. And when I saw that, I just started praising God. Pastor, I'm like, you need to tell people in the group. And I have to be honest, I, did, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't just go to the group and just tell everybody because I was like, and, and I'm just being transparent. Sometimes you're like, mm, but what if it ain't, what if it don't stay? And God was like, that is the reason I need to bring reformation because what I do is forever. People don't have to be afraid that if they serve me, that somehow what they get is going to be ripped away from them. He said, what I do is forever. So last night I did something I had not done in a long time. I drove at night. I drove at night. And I don't know anybody in here who's ever dealt with an astigmatism, but if you drive with an astigmatism, it looks like a starburst at night. And especially oncoming headlights, that are not uh, the, 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 the LED halogen ones. I was driving from the church and instead of going on the interstate, I went back on 260, what is that, 265, whatever it is. I went back that way while all the cars are facing you. And I was thinking to myself as I was driving, I don't see no Starburst. And then I thought, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to go back to my doctor so he can verify it. I, I give it to you the same way I got it. I give it to you. I give it to you. I give it to you the same way. I give it to you. Do you know how good it feels? to drive a car where when a headlight comes, you don't have to turn your head. First of all, it's dangerous. <laughs> but, but to drive a vehicle where you don't have to turn. God said, I need you and 
fellowship of champions and all of his partners to begin to share what they know. Don't just keep it with themselves. Share it with everybody that they know because there are people who are hungry for what you have. He said that's the reason that they'll go and seek out somebody who plays with crystals, somebody who plays with sage, somebody who does this and this and this because they're searching for something. He said, so I need you to allow reformation to happen so that it can attract my presence. He said, because when you do that, then the third thing happens. You release my power on the earth. He said, and I don't even need, this is what he said. He said, I don't even need someone to believe in me for me to heal them. He said, the church has taught people you have to come to Jesus and believe in him and work and honor. He said, there are people who I want to heal because you believe. And in, 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 in your believing and in their healing, they'll get to know me. He said, but we've got to reform the institution and the practice that we've been involved in. We, Pastor Sean says it like this, I don't want to mess it up, but we're supposed to be walking billboards of, of his goodness. Walking billboards of his goodness. When you drive down an interstate, the billboard doesn't say, what do you want to see? Think about that. You don't get to drive down an interstate and they go, oh, what do you want to see? The billboard shows you what it's going to show you. When you go on your job, be who God calls you to be. When you go to school, be who God calls you to be. In your family, be who God calls you to be. You become the walking billboard of his goodness, demonstrating to the world the reformation is on its way. So I believe one of the things God is saying to the body of Christ collectively and to us specifically in 2023 is that we must have a focus on reformation by returning to the word of God into a reverential fear of him. Not a, not a oh my God, but an awe of God. I am in awe of God. I've been in awe of God, but literally when I can sit here and see Chase's face back there, Come on. not because I just know he's my, I can actually see his face. And that may not mean a lot to you. But I do know this, God is no respect of persons. Listen, I have been to a doctor's office where I was in there with people who were 70, 80, and 90 years old. Nothing wrong with that, but we were in there for the same eye condition. I had the eyes of a 70 or 80 year old. My, con my contact prescription was negative 11.5. But Rob, I can see you, buddy. Yay. I can see you. Amy, looking good, girl. I can see you. And the same God who will do that for my eyes will do it for you in any area you need him to do it in. Any area. Any area. So the first R, reformation. Here's the second one. Reckoning. Why is this important? I ain't going to be long. Why is this important? Because there is a time of reckoning that is coming. And reckoning is so important because when you understand that the verb reckon, here's what it means. It means to deal with. It means to prepare for or to take into account. It also means the time when the effect of the past is experienced and paid for. Mm. God has been extending some grace. God has been extending his hand of long suffering for people who he has specifically called out of a thing. And you come out, but you go back. You come out, but you go back. You won't make the commitment to continually do it God's way. He said, there is coming a time of reckoning. 
And I give you this warning so that when the reckoning shows up, what you have to pay for is not sin and disobedience. Look at the description, Isaiah chapter 2, verse 12. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 12 says, For the Lord of armies, he, the Lord, will have a day of reckoning against who? Against everyone who is arrogant and haughty. What does that mean? Anybody who knows the will of God but chooses to do their own. You become Lord of your own life. God has told you to do some things, whatever that thing is, but you decided for whatever reason that you don't have to do it because you don't feel like it, because you don't want to. In the morning session, Pastor Sean was talking, and one of, one of the five points was that we, we obey and trust God and we don't do it based on our feelings. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. neighbor. Say your feelings, your feelings. are fickle. They are fickle. Your feelings don't mean nothing. And I don't mean that in a rude way, but they should not be used to govern your life. You can be happy to now get a phone call and then be sad. In a matter of moments, you want to live your life by your feelings? He says he's going to be against everyone who is arrogant and haughty and against everyone who is lifted up that he may be brought low. Why? Because God wants to save us all. And if he needs to bring us down to build us up, he's okay with that. Now, that's not a thing that says, oh, God's out to get you. No, no, no. God is saying, hey, turn so you don't get God. Turn so you don't end up in a situation that is so detrimental, you have to lay on your face and cry out to me. You can just come to me. So I want to show you something. I, I don't, I'm sure you've probably read it. I don't read it all. But Daniel chapter 4, if you're taking notes, just, 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 just write down Daniel chapter 4. For your homework, read Daniel 4. And then let me just parenthetically, really quickly, just tell you what happens before we go to the end of those verses. In Daniel chapter 4, you find King Nebuchadnezzar II. And King Nebuchadnezzar II is a great king in terms of what he has built and what he has established in his kingdom. And King Nebuchadnezzar II uh, has this dream. And in the dream, he couldn't interpret it. So he asked for all of the Chaldeans. He asked for all the soothsayers, for all the wise men, the governors. He asked them all to come in and to tell him about this dream. And none of them could interpret the dream. But he knew about a man named Daniel. And he knew Daniel was a man of God, not his God, but a man of God. And as a man of God, Daniel could interpret dreams. And so Daniel comes, and, he, and, and, and Nebuchadnezzar II, he says to Daniel, he says, hey, tell me about this dream. I had a dream that there was a great tree. And in this great tree, it was branches, and they branched out all over the earth. And, and the animals, and they, they lived under it, and they were fed by it, and, and, and all of these things. You just go read it and see all the stuff he has to say about it. And when he gets through Daniel, the Bible, one translation says he was shook. The man of God was shook. And King Nebuchadnezzar II asked him, what is wrong? And he said, oh, king, that this dream was about your adversaries. In other words, I would feel so much better if what you just told me was about everybody who's against you. But it ain't. This dream, it's about you. He says, and the Lord has decreed, now watch this, that the kingdom will be taken from you because you are that tree. And not only will the kingdom be taken from you, you're going to spend seven years on your hands and knees like an animal. He said, your hair is going to grow out like an ox. Your fingernails and your toenails are going to curl over and you will be like a beast of the field. 
He says, and I'm sorry to tell you this. Watch this. But the word of God has spoken. God's trying to get you out of some stuff before the final word has been spoken. The Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar II, if you read it, it says he heard it, but he kept on living his life. You ask the man of God who you trust. Y'all missed that part. You ask the man of God you trust. Tell me about my life. The man of God tells you about your life, and when you have the opportunity to change, you don't. Because you didn't like what the man of God said. But the Bible says 12 months later. Somebody say 12 months. 12 months. This is 2023, the first day. Don't let 2024 find you the same way. It says 12 months later, King Nebuchadnezzar II was out on his balcony looking out over his kingdom saying, my, 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 look at what I've done. <laughs> Who is this Daniel? Talking about it's going to be taken. Who is Pastor Edward talking about I need to live better? Who is this Pastor Sean talking about I, I need to get a better attitude? Look at my life. Because you know when you're fancy, you got to turn. She don't know me. The Bible says 12 months later, he's out on his balcony. He's just looking at how great everything was. It says, and before he could speak his words, his mind left him. Read it. It says his mind left him. And he left his palace and he went and lived like an animal for seven years. And that'd be a sad story if that's the way it ended. But the purpose of God bringing you low is to always bring you back high. He said, but he spent seven years living like an animal. He had fleas on him. His hair was unkept. His nails was grown out. This is a man who was the king of what was all of the world, all of the known world at the time. It says, but at some point, I think it's verse 35. Verse 36. Wait, wait. Is it 30, 30, 36? He says, at that time, my reason returned. What does that mean? After seven years of not being who God called him to be, he got sick of picking off fleas, off eating what the animals had left. He got, he got sick of living like a savage when he was called a king or, or queen for some of you. It said his reason, his mind returned. He said, and my majesty and my splendor were what? Restored to me. For the honor of my kingdom and my state counselors and my nobles, they began uh, seeking me out. So I was reestablished in my sovereignty and surpassing greatness was added to me. Why? Because he did what he should have done when he got the word to change. There's a time of reckoning coming. You don't have to be like King Nebuchadnezzar. You don't have to be the person who somebody is talking to you and you just keep ignoring and ignoring and ignoring and ignoring it until you lose your life or your mind. I told a young lady about a, about a month ago. I said, listen, you need to get out of that relationship because anybody who punches you, who is a male, is unsafe to be around. I don't care what pastor tell you, pray for your marriage. Pray for your marriage while you over there. But you get away from them. Left, he did all of that talking. You know the story. I'm sorry. Lies. Because it's one thing to get into it and say, stop me, leave me alone, Chris. It's another thing to be like, that's a whole different thing. You gonna draw back and punch me? 
She went back. He beat her up again. I need a place to stay. I ain't got no place to go. I'm, this is the last time. Because I'm not going to risk my own freedom to come get you out of something that you shouldn't have been in in the first place. Why am I saying that? Because some of y'all don't listen. Because <laughs> see, you got haughty when I was talking about her. I'm talking about some of you. You don't listen. You don't listen till you're in trouble. Oh, here he, here he go. No, no, no. You don't listen till you're in trouble. But you don't have to wait till you're in trouble. You, if, if, if Nebuchadnezzar had a, had a listened to what uh, Daniel told to him, he could have went and besought God, and God would have could have changed his mind. He's done it before. There's a story in the Bible about. Well, it's a story in the Bible where God tells the man. He says, "Hey, go get your affairs in order. You about to die. Time is up for you, buddy." He turned his face to the wall and he prayed. And the Bible said God changed his mind. God wants to change his mind about what's coming your way. But he needs you to change. He needs you to change. And so there's a reckoning coming. And then the last R always follows reckoning. Repayment. The question is, what are you going to be paid for? Your obedience or your disobedience? Because you will be repaid. Repayment simply means to make amends. It is compensation or reward given for loss or harm that's been suffered. It's to pay an equivalent to or for a service, loss or expense. Well, Pastor, how does, that, how does that go with obedience? Because being obedient will cost you something. God understands when you choose to obey him, it's not, it's, it's, it's not free in the sense that you have to kill your flesh, you have to kill your own desires. You think that you're the only person who don't want to go off on somebody? We got a whole church of folk. <laughs> who if we was unconstrained <laughs> would go off on you you ain't the only person you think you're the only person who, 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 who don't have something else to do with their 10% you think you're the only person who, 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 would, who, who hates having to, 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 to get up and, and serve and help somebody else? No, but we do it because we love God and it's a price of obedience. And he said there's a repayment coming for that obedience. And I'm sharing these three R's with you because I want you to take an evaluation of your life on this first day of 2023. I want you to reflect and say, what is it in my life that I have to share with somebody else? Because you got something. I'm talking about what God's done for you. You got a testimony. You got, a, you got something you can share with someone to help bring them closer to God. And then we all got some things in our life God's told us to work on. Amen, light bulb. Amen. We all got some stuff that we can work on. And when we do, we get to enjoy the repayment of what God has already established for us. Amen? Amen. And so here, I want to read the word that we're going to hold on to this year. Now I'm be done. I want, us to, I want us to just look at this. and You can go to the website and copy it and put it in a Word document, a Google document, and print it out. And, you know, last year, Ralph and I was laughing because we both had it on our mirrors, and I had one in my truck, and I had one in my Bible, and I had one in that white folder. Wherever I was, I wanted to be able to get it if I needed it. Why? Because it became the thing that was empowering me. It was the thing that when things weren't working the way I fought, and, you know, we were talking this morning about me, you know, Pastor Sean, we were saying that she's a, Pastor Sean is a, half, a glass half full person, always. And we were laughing, I was saying that even if her glass ain't got nothing in it, she see it half full. It's just, it's just, it's just, just how she sees it. 
And because I know who I am, I have to work on that because my glass can be 90% full. And I'm like, where's my other 10%? You're going to give me this little 90% of water? So, 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 I have to, <laughs> so I have to work on that, right? But the way I work on that is by putting the word in my eye gate that says, hey, practice an attitude of gratitude. So when I practice an attitude of gratitude, I'm always grateful, even when that thing rises up in me that tries to be pessimistic. You understand what I'm saying? So here's what it says. It says, if it's got any typos, y'all keep it to yourself. Amen. <laughs> we'll fix it later. Every time I hear that typo, just, just receive it. <laughs> Amen. Just receive it. Yes. Where is it on the website? Under Guiding Word 2023. It's not there? Yeah, I think the other, may, the other people saw it. No, no, it may not be on your thing. Do you see it? It may not be there. Is it there? You have to keep scrolling. <laughs> I think it, did you find it, babe? Okay, she said, don't worry about it, okay. <laughs> Here's what it says. It says, hold on. It says, hold on to what you've heard this past year. Amen, somebody. And be prepared for what is to come. I have already opened up gates and released supernatural power for you. Somebody give God some praise for that. It says, believe my words and watch as great ease shall come over you as you trust in me and let me walk with you. Let me walk with you. You got to extend the invitation. He says, when we partner together, all of those things that have held you in bondage will be destroyed. Next one. It says supernatural happenings have already been assigned to you. So don't forget that my plans for you, they didn't just change. I, did, I, I didn't just, it didn't just happen because you now realize it. My supernatural plans for you, they have always been good. He says, for I have desire to cause restoration to manifest in every area of your life. Now, those of you that are dealing with health challenges, I want you to receive that last part. I, I want you to receive that. I know what doctors are saying. I know what modern medicine is saying. I get all that. Listen, I want you to receive that last part. For I have desire to cause restoration. The receiving of your sight, the receiving of your health, the receiving of your finance, receiving of your marriage, receiving of everything in your life. He says, I desire to cause restoration, not just to be there, but to manifest in every area of your life. He says, do not be afraid of the announcements that will come within the next six months. Remind yourself. That means you're going to have, there's going, it may not be for four months from now, but there's going to come a time you're going to need to refer back to this. He says, remind yourself that you are where? In my hands. And I will take care of you. He says, don't walk in fear of those things that you see happening all around you. For I am your father. And we talked about this this morning. I didn't even know she was going to talk about this. I am your father in covenant. God, tell your neighbor, say, God is a covenant keeping God. He says, my angels are already encamped around you. You have been given and they have been given their assignment to protect you and to guard you against need and lack. So, prepare yourself. Repent. You want to get away from that reckoning. 
Repent and turn away from godless behavior. Allow my word to cut away all hidden sin and iniquity. And then watch me take care of all of your needs. Rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. As I begin to show you those things that will take you from one level of glory to the next level of glory. I will cause you to walk on your circumstances. I will cause you to walk on your situations. If you will not forget that it is my love, it is my grace that will cause these things to be so. He says, I am your father who cannot lie. Somebody give God some praise. He says, so don't forget it. Now, this is important because the enemy's going to try to get, make you think that what God has promised you and said to you isn't going to come to pass this year and you're not going to see it. But the Bible says that he is your father who cannot lie. He says, so don't forget it. Just let me work. Don't fear. Don't doubt. But live your days with a joyful heart and begin to rejoice and know that I am your God. So no matter what comes, he says, remain in a place of great thankfulness and appreciation of the day. Don't spend your time thinking about what needs to happen three months from now. He said, learn to enjoy God today because he's already taking care of everything else. He says, and in every situation, know this, I will show you the way. So this is what we're going to hang on to this year. This is, this is our guiding word. This ain't everything God's going to say to us, but this is going to be our foundation. When we come back and we teach, we're going to be connecting things to this. If you're a part of Fellowship of Champions, you want to make sure that you spend time in your personal time reading this. Here's what will happen. You'll read this on a Monday and something will step out to you. You'll read it the next Monday and it'll be like, oh my God, I never even saw this in there. Why? Because Holy Spirit knows exactly what you need from this word every time you read it. But if you don't read it, if you don't spend time doing the things that we've talked about, if you don't allow reformation to happen in your heart, if you don't deal with this area of reckoning that's coming and you're going to end up like King Nebuchadnezzar II, then when the repayment shows up, it's going to be something you don't want. But I have great expectation for you, Fellowship of Champions. I have great expectation for you that this year, 2023, is going to be your best year so far. Come on, if you believe that, give the Lord some praise. Come on, just give God some praise for everything. Listen, we're celebrating for what already is taking place. God's already done it. He's already done it.